exploring every facet of Weird Al Yankovic's life, from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon, to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle, this biopic takes audiences on a truly unbelievable journey through Yankovic's life and career, from gifted child prodigy to the greatest musical legend of all time. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Scott. Yeah? Do you like movies? Well, you know... Ooh, I like the TV ones. The TV ones. Watch them, then discuss them in the microphone. If you like the TV ones, think streaming's fun. Listen to us talking to the microphones. Never gonna stop. Won't shut up. Such a shitty squad. We always talk too much as we bitch into our dumb pod. My, 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 woo. Microphones. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's, that's all it. I got. Good. Yeah. That, that's great. You want to hear mine? We both. I do want to hear yours because we both had to have one to have this, to, of course. For this yeah. movie, where all we do is parodies. <laughs> Take me down to the Roku City where the movies are weird and the scripts are witty. Oh, won't you please watch with me? Take me down to the Roku City where I can watch at home in my living room in my living room. Just searching online for a nice movie. Find a show that's a parody. Weird Al the Yankovic is what I want to see. The boy who lived come to die. Daniel Radcliffe is one of a kind. <laughs> Take me down to the Roku City where the parodies are fresh and the cameos are plenty. Oh, won't you please watch with me. Take me down to the Roku <laughs> City where the streets are lined with comedy. Gold lined with comedy gold. Fade out. So double the cold opens. I think we should just sit back and wait to become world famous, <laughs> much like Al in this movie. I think it's going to happen. Uh, yes, I like that you included the fade out in your song parody, which is a good <laughs> a good launching point, I think, for me to talk about how fade outs are the ultimate bullshit cop out of songwriting. Fade out so much. <laughs> That's so the worst part about that the that period of time. Their their songs are great, but then they fade out. Uh -huh. Every single one of them's like, I don't know how to end this. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good, Kyle. I liked it. I was I was yucking. I thought. There, there was a young Weird Al Yankovic in front of me. Not young. Did you I have guess. the moment that they Weird all? <laughs> you had the moment they have in this movie all the time, where they just like stare yeah. at. It was at like it. slow like motion. Great, yeah, like I just watched. <laughs> I'm watching somebody split the atom in front yeah. of me. Like it's so amazing. Yes, I felt that way, Kyle. That reminds me. I should get my notes open for this movie. That reminds me. I should remind everybody what this podcast is. Hey. It is the Made for TV podcast. This is a show dedicated to celebrating and exploring the unique world of movies made for the small screen. And my name is Kyle. 
And my name is Scott. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you already know that this is the second episode of our new year, new me, new made for TV movies, 20 plus 23 and me jamboree. <laughs> I don't think I think it's going to take me the whole year to to uh, to uh, be able to say that whole. Well, we've like, already title, discussed actually. that it's probably going to be there probably will be amendments. Uh, as we go on throughout the year. So it might take a year for it to even be locked in. That's the working title. Should we make it clear? So I guess it's, we'll add at the end a little working title in parentheses as well. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's the, the new year, new me, new made for TV movies, 20 plus 23 parentheses and me jamboree, maybe brackets, brackets, working title. Okay, yeah, that, that's yeah. good. Brackets helps make it clear that, because there's already parentheses in the title, oh, I don't want yeah. people to think that this is part of the title. The working title is not part of the title. Right. So the brackets help offset it. And yeah. too, many, too many parentheses, and you're going to start wanting to, you know, foil the whole thing. You know, hey. Put it all. <laughs> I like that joke. <laughs> calculus I know you humor. like math. <laughs> I do love a good math joke. <laughs> Probably the first time I've ever thought something you said was funny on this <laughs> funny. podcast. That's funny. right there. <laughs> Finally done it. Shut it down. I hit my goal. I that thought I hit it my, so much faster. That was my actual moment of stopping and staring in awe was when you made the foil joke. <laughs> I got I got goosebumps, bro. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is number two. We're doing, I think we're really skirting the edge of the spirit of, of the jamboree, uh, with this movie. We're, we're, we're trying to devote ourselves to a year of, of more new movies, right? Right. Yeah. We've previously lived so much in the past, uh, our childhood era of made for TV television. We want to see what the made for TV world has going on these days. So this right. is a newer one. We're a little late to it, but it came out when we were busy with the, probably with Christmas stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were busy. It, it, this yeah. is an important movie for us to cover. I think so. it really is. I never, I don't know how much we've ever discussed it, but I'm willing to bet weird Al was a pivotal figure in both of our lives at some point, you know, like you know, uh, as an artist, you know, I, we, we can, yeah, I mean, this is a good time to just mm. talk about our history. We could just mm. do that before we talk about our weeks, I guess. Holy but. shit. You know what? I've been, I'm going to even loop it around and talk about my week at the same time as talking about our history. Cause you know what I did recently, Kyle? I was listening to some old episodes of this podcast because I had oh. run out of good podcasts to listen to. So you uh, went so in I, our past, the yes. old ones? Yeah. And I've realized, you know, we've gotten too good. We've gotten too tight. We've gotten too structured. <laughs> I think we need to loosen it up a okay, little bit. All right. We're, we're right. loosening our ties. We'll talk about our history now. We're just all over the place. You never know what's happening on this show. Um, I have... A lush history with Mr. Weird Al Yankovic, I would say. Um, I want to say the first, one of the first three CDs I ever owned was a mixed CD that my best friend Jacob Kiesler burnt for me that I would listen to on the bus. Um, Jacob, if you're out there, what up? Haven't talked to you in years. Um, 
Can you burn me a CD, Jacob? Yeah. Yes. But I, I love I reme- a Weird Al Yankovic CD. Well, it wasn't. It was like it had a lot of songs on it. Some of them were not Weird Al Yankovic. I thought they were at the time, uh, but there were some Weird Al ones on there. And I just remember thinking he was like it had Amish Paradise on there. Right. And Amish Paradise <laughs> maybe is the song I've heard the most in my life. The thing I've laughed the most at. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. I don't know. I thought it was so funny as a kid. That song. Oh, it's a good one. It really is. And I remember, listen, how- I remember listening to that one on my walk on a Walkman. I never owned any of, of his stuff, but I remember specifically of a memory being on a bus listening to Weird Al, someone's Weird Al CD, oh, like a charter yeah. bus. It was a it was a trip. <laughs> it was like a trip, like a middle school like church camp trip or something, and. I think Kyle Cook had a ver- had a <gasps> on a church it. trip. How dare they yeah, bring this <laughs> blasphemy? Yeah. Um, is, you know, it, is it from God or is it from the devil? Or whatever <laughs> he says in this movie. Yes. Um, no, I was gonna say. I think. I think the. I eventually I got a Weird Al CD. I must have gotten his album Bad Hair Day because I know like every song on that CD more than I know his other songs. Like mm-hmm. I know. I know. This movie makes jokes about Weird Al writing original songs, but his albums do have original songs on them, and I am a fan really? of his original songs. <laughs> yes. I what's is there one that I would know? Because so because part of it, I don't really, I don't really have a huge history with Weird Al, honestly. But that's mm-hmm. yeah. But does it, like, what are his originals? Like, I feel like I don't know if he has any originals that are like breakout hits, but uh, he has. A couple on the album Bad Hair Day that I like is Everything You Know Is Wrong is one that I like that I bet you would have really liked as a kid, too, just because it has like really kind of like silly nonsense lyrics. Like I always remember it has the line, uh, just forget the words and sing along as part of the chorus, you know, and as a as like a fourth grader, I thought that was so witty and hilarious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, he has a song called uh, I Remember Larry which is like all about this kid, Larry, who used to play pranks on him. And he's like singing about it, like reminiscingly, like, oh, you remember Larry, how funny it was when he put like uh, Ben Gay inside my jock strap and things like that, you know? (laughs) And then the last verse is him singing about breaking into Larry's house and murdering him as adults (laughs) and hiding him in the woods. It's so funny. Uh, but he does like, uh, he calls them style parodies for like those songs. So he'll do like, it's an original song, but it's written to kind of sound like an artist of the time. Like uh, Dare to be Stupid is one of his songs that sounds like a Devo song, but it's not parodying any okay. specific song of nice. theirs, I guess. Um, but yeah, I was a big fan of his music growing up. I even have seen his other movie, UHF, um, where he like plays the star and it's like set in like a TV station. It's really, really weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like a really weird comedy. I don't remember much about it other than like, it has like fake movies and stuff in it trailers for them. There's like an action movie where he plays Gandhi and like a Rambo knockoff or whatever. At one point, I can't remember, but I've seen weird Al in concert as well. Just a guy. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge fan. Yes, I was telling Celia, I was like, I think maybe I actually like like Weird Al's music enough to call him one of my favorite musical artists. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably, maybe yeah. like, yeah, that's cool because he came to Fort Wayne, right? Like, he came to our mm-hmm. hometown. 
That's great. that's when Steely and I saw him at the Fullinger Theater. He put on a hell of a show. He's well known for being very energetic. Very energetic on stage with lots of costume changes. Although he's recently dialed it back and has been doing like less tech heavy concerts. I think he calls it like the Weird Al's ridiculously self indulgent tour or something like that, where he just plays like slower songs and stuff. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I figured I figured that would be his style, like from this movie, like the mm-hmm. way the per, per, the way his performances are. I was like, I bet this is what he does at his shows, like really gets into costume and really gets into it. So, but uh, my history, I think the first song I ever heard from his was the, my, my Mr. Anakin guy, maybe Vader someday, someday later. later. Now he's just, just a small, a small pry. Pry. And I think yeah. that I maybe thought that that was the original of that person <laughs> like, when I first saw it, first heard it. Like I certainly, I don't know if I even understood the concept of a parody or not, but I definitely would have been like, I like this version of the song better. Yeah, like when, for sure. when when American Pie would come and be like, oh, it's the boring version. Like, where's the Star Wars one? <laughs> and that's like my just my favorite of his songs, just because of that. That's just the feeling that's remembering hearing that song and like just loving it. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think it was at that moment where my friends were like, Well, you could he's got other ones too. And then it was like Amish Paradise and stuff. Oh. And then and then I listened to like Gangster's Paradise and had to go like go to go pray it off and go you know mm-hmm. it, uh, <laughs> obviously <made> my ears <laughs> bleed <laughs> but as a sixth grader or whatever oh, um but really i i really didn't like listen to his music a whole lot i think part of me always kind of wanted to just be him and i was kind of like i listened to it, i was like ah, that's clever i could do that but not not really you know yeah so um but yeah just, i think we've emphatically proved over the course of about <laughs> 100 <we> <laughs> shitty song parody openings that, that we are we not, can't do it <laughs> we can't do it unfortunately <laughs> oh goodness yeah well i mean i guess i'm just sad uh for young kyle for not having more exposure to weird al growing up because i feel like his his sillier uh originals and wordplay like i feel like you would have really appreciated uh his kind of goofy songwriting sensibility in the same way that you like the guy who did the matilda songs like when we were mm-hmm. you sent yeah. me the one oh, song sure. that he wrote yeah. it, it, similar kind of stuff to that but like the 80s version of it you know 80s polka version that's something about weird al i've never understood is the polka thing a bit or not like <laughs> he loves polka he's got to right i, I right like is this he just like in his free time does he just listen to polka <laughs> like so. unironically or not <laughs> i don't know like, uh, what do you think weird al listens to at home like when weird al's taking a bath what does he put on uh just, i don't know who knows weird hard guy. rap just like hardcore rap hardcore i mean we, rap. Hey, he's parodied it before he might like it um all right kyle well that's our history with weird al now i guess we talk about your week although you don't have much to talk about was our problem right i know we're both tired well, i'm tired mm-hmm. tiring week it, it good? has yeah so good podcasting cash has been playing uh cash has been a lot of playing a lot of splatoon that's been kind of fun to watch him play splatoon He's uh yeah, he's getting fun. getting kind of good at it, unlocking different guns. So nice. He uses Dot Christmas has never played, but she likes it. Like she would probably enjoy watching Cash play Splatoon. Yeah, he was like interested, and in, like it was like at Christmas, and 
and he loves the Splatoon characters on Mario Kart. And I think mm-hmm. it was like Tyler or Brooke or something. They're like, you know, they have their own game, right? And he was like, what? He's like, are you serious? What? <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know if you can play like a controller game, but we'll see. It's got some motion controls, which helps him, but mm-hmm. he can, he can do it. So he's, he'll be poning you soon, Kyle. It's oh, okay. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Splatoon uses the motion controls for like, you can use it for just the vertical maybe. And I can't, it works for vertical and horizontal, but I don't, but like, I don't use it for horizontal, but like you can aim up and down and left and right. And so cash does that both, but you can also like turn. So yeah, I don't love the motion controls for myself playing it, but yeah, I've heard people say that like it can be actually better than I know people who like it more than like traditional twin stick uh shooting okay yeah it's fun it's a fun game so uh I never I, I I feel like I get to I never know what I should be doing in Splatoon I'm like do I focus on this on the objective or do I try to kill people and then yeah. anytime I'm trying to mm-hmm. focus on the objective I feel like people are just destroying me yeah and I never know what I'm doing I just feel like an idiot and so Same. so I don't play it I give up on it because it's hard remember that kids <laughs> uh, <laughs> um all right Kyle I do know I do, you know what I was messaging you after our last record that I felt um, we needed to verify or specify to people what the M.E. in the New Year, New Me, New Made for TV movies, 20 plus 23 and me <coughs> jamboree mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M.E. standing for minimal exceptions, right? And mm-hmm. I pitched to you this idea and we'll let the audience react to it of, um, uh, <laughs> where we each obviously get our birthday exceptions that always exist right where we get to pick whatever we yes. want on mm-hmm. our birthdays official rule of the podcast but that accounts for we'll be doing 51 episodes if it's the same as last year right because we missed the first week of the year if there's 52 yeah. weeks so 20 plus 23 that's 43 that that leaves eight more episodes minus two for our birthday six episodes that are a question mark and i pitched to you that we each get three uh, emergency disruptor cards is what I call them. <laughs> emergency. That, yeah. That can be used to immediately force the other host to watch a movie that they haven't seen yet yes, and make yep. that next week's episode in the moment. Right. And it can be any movie, right? Any I mean, movie. This is, anything, doesn't have to be made for TV. This is just, you want. That's why they're disruptor cards. They're throwing the flow off. I already have one of my disruptor cards <clears throat> planned. It's He's it's got it planned. planned. Yeah. Oh. I can't wow. tell you when it's going to be. Judges, is that legal? It's, I'm uh, debating it. Well, here, you said we needed the audience response. Let's do it Blue's Clues-wise. So, uh-huh. audience, what do you think of the new plan? It's good. It's good. No, the, you're not there responding right now. Oh, okay. Well, that the great. show has... Great! And then you go, great! And then we, Don't then they, we do keep Do they going. not talk? I thought you heard voices in... No, there's no, no, there's no voices. There's voices for the, a clue, a clue. I think, uh, I don't think it's every time. I think maybe for the clue. I feel like Dora has, does, wait, does Dora have voices? Which one doesn't have voices? Oh, shit. I think you're hearing voices in your head. That part's accurate. (laughs) I do know you're talking about the clue thing. I think maybe it's not every time with Blue's Clues. We'll just, Mm. well, maybe we'll just rewatch and figure it out. I know it like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I'm just throwing this out here. There's a Blue's Clues movie 
on Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, I've out. seen it. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Oh no. yeah, heck yeah. You've seen, seen you're it. watching made for TV movies off company time. <laughs> oh heck yeah. <laughs> I can't get out. I can't get enough. I'm addicted. I did watch half of that Snow Day remake uh, for oh, no I reason. I need to watch that. I really need to watch it. Anyone who doesn't know, Kyle loves Snow Day. And yes, there, I, I do. It's, I it's randomly so discovered that at the end of last year, Nickelodeon did a made for TV musical remake of it. Weird. Very. I need weird. to watch it so bad. Listen to the wind, and it's uh, is it? Do they come in with like the wind, wind orchestraments? Instruments. Ooh, that'd be good. That's not the woodwinds. Yeah. Um, should we? Should we fucking talk about this movie? Let's guys? do it. Let's talk about it. This is the part of the show where we pop in the movie. Bam. We enter the city one. of Roku. The- Turn on that Roku TV. Oh, yeah, we did have to watch on the Roku. I watched this movie twice because wow. um, I, I didn't take notes the first time because I we were still sort of deciding what we were going to watch. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I the second time I, I watched it a second time today at double speed to take notes on it. <laughs> Nice. Watch the whole thing at 2x speed. It really zips. It plays at that speed, (laughs) let me tell you. Um, But yeah, the first time on Roku, I did say last week that I would note the commercial breaks and what the products were as I I wrote them down. Don't worry. I wrote them down. Oh, good. He wrote them down. I was just going to say I didn't because it seems like the only people who are advertising on Roku is Roku advertising their own services. Because every single ad I got was just for a Roku show. Really? Mine wasn't. None of mine were. Something on Roku. Oh, mine were. Mine were actual other ones. So. Oh, that's good. I had. Yeah. I think I had one Tide ad, and every single other thing was related to Roku. I don't think Roku. I had a Tide ad. Uh, <laughs> well, so. We had different experiences. Wow. Well, Kyle, I know we started the same, which is opened in a hospital with Mr. Weird Al on a stretcher being it's being narrated by. um, Oh, my gosh. What's that? Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader. Yes. Uh, Who? No offense to him. There's just something about his voice that like I associate him as like as like the cheap option for a gravelly voice. (laughs) I just feel like when I hear him, I'm like, oh, you couldn't get like a good gravelly voice. So you got Diedrich Bader. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think the word you're be... looking for is grizzled because that's his, his, uh, his uh, sorry, yes, title Grizz- is grizzled narrator. I think what it is, is just that I know him as like a performer from like the Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. And I think he was on some Who's Line episodes. I just know him as a hey, Peterman. Check out Channel 9. Check out Channel 9. You know, those came, those originated, they're adapted from, I think, animated sketches. That movie, Office Space, is adapted, I think, from animated sketches that were on SNL. So technically, made from TV. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Um, uh, But I was going to say, I think maybe it's because he has voiced Batman a few times and he always just kind of sounds like Kevin Conroy, but not as good. He's not me. a good pick for Batman. He's so, he's too, it's too much of a joke when I hear yeah, his exactly. voice. Exactly. He like, sounds too, too funny. Goofy. Yes. yes. That's what it is. Uh, and so I just, I kind of have an aversion to Diedrich Bader, which is not his fault. Only, he, only when he's deployed would, as the grizzled voice. That's <laughs> yeah. it. But he, but this movie is goofy. That's all it is. So it I fits know. for me. 
I guess. It, yes. Uh, I don't hate this movie or anything, so it's fine. Um, I just don't love it that much, I guess. Despite my love of Weird Al. I think with me, with Weird Al, I find he's most successful in his lane of writing songs, usually. <laughs> Whenever he gets into, like, other types of comedy that get a little longer form or video, like that other movie I was talking about, it can be a bit... It can. It doesn't always connect with me. I'm not always guffawing the entire time. I love parts of this movie. Just absolutely <laughs> yeah. love. There. I so that. Well, good. Yes. Well, let's let's. So he's in the hospital. Uh, his surgeon is Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, it's a Lin Manuel jump scares. What I wrote <laughs> just, down. <laughs> just there to scare Scott. Like, yeah. oh no, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he he can tell that he's sick and. He pulls out a needle to help him, but somebody's like, no, 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 he doesn't need that. And then Lin-Manuel sings, I am not throwing away this shot, <laughs> Yeah, uh, is what happens. Of course. Of course. Then, of course. <laughs> but then we, re- we have to rewind way back in time to see how we got here, right? It's one of those uh, in-media res stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we rewind to childhood Al. He's like in his bedroom listening to Dr. Demento against his parents' will and his mom finds that he's like hiding a goofy Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's already, get the, I'm already cracking up at this movie. Like, it's just already... Here's a question that I forgot me. to ask. Yeah. Did you ever see the original web sketch that this is based on? No, I didn't know there was an original... So there you go. So it's the same director. It came out in 2010. I remember watching it when it came out. It was like just like a five minute or like three minute trailer that kind of followed these same beats. But it stars Aaron Paul uh, from Breaking Bad (laughs) as Weird Al. That's Um, yeah. And I just remember like. I remember watching that and thinking it was hilarious at the time. And I do want to commend this person who direct. It's the same director for both of them. Mm-hmm. Eric Apple, who has directed like nothing else. So good for him for fucking sticking with it. Yes. For 12 years, I guess, to <laughs> yeah. get this made. Because there's no way it started out like I'm sure that video went viral. Somebody came to him like, what if we made this into a real movie? And I'm sure it didn't start off as what if it went to Roku? Right. You know, I'm sure this thing <laughs> took a long time. A lot of turns in development. Uh, so kudos to that. But I think, honestly, for me, I laugh more at that short video. I like it as a piece of media more than I like a full movie of the concept. This The full movie of the concept gets yeah. uh, tiresome after the first first act, which is, mm-hmm. it, which is where it falls off for me. But the first I would act agree of with this that. movie is just five stars. I love it so much. It's already got me laughing because it's like we've we've I've seen a lot of the music uh, uh, biopics, right? Like mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm. This one specifically reminds me a lot about of, of Rocket Man, but they're all very similar, right? They all have a similar beats, and so it's uh, it's just already cracking me up. Like her finding the floral shirts, and it's got like the music there that's like it's like revealing some great destiny that's going to yeah. happen it's just i'm just cracking up i think i guess what it i think what it'll boil down to is just the only difference being that i've seen the best jokes from the short and i've and i feel like um walk hard already hit so many of the beats of and the, i never uh, saw parody. i never saw walk hard so oh, that's uh, well, there you go that would be 
Huge. Because Celia was like trying. She, I told, I brought up Walcard after, and she's like, "That's what it is." She's like, "We were watching it. I kept feeling like I was being reminded of something." <laughs> and I good. was like, "Well, there you go." Um, well, I love the. No, this I movie is different Cash enough, one, though. So. And well, you would love Walcard. I know. I, think you I never really saw it. Like I think because I liked the other one. <laughs> like I just. I don't know. I, I never. I just didn't see it when it came out. No, so I but. understand. I think a lot of people didn't. It bombed pretty hard, <laughs> from what I remember. Um, this movie is different enough. I don't want to imply it's just ripping off Walk Hard. It's just. It's hard not to compare the only like two parody music biopic sure, films. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, after this, we get the dinner scene. I do like the. I really like the guy who plays his dad. Um, <laughs> he does I cannot a great remember job. what that actor's name is that plays uh, the dad. I got it uh, up, don't I? He's got it. Is Where? it Toby Huss? No, I don't have it. I can't find that Nick, dad. But... Nick Yankovic is Toby, Toby Huss. Huss. I'm going to guess that's him. Um, yeah, I really like him. And he's telling, this is where they have the dinner scene where he's talking about his brutal day at the factory. <laughs> uh, another guy died. I would have pulled him out, but I already lost my hand to <laughs> yeah. one of those. How's your day? We had another fatality down at the factory. Yeah. Uh, I do love that. He's like, so there's an opening for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is where uh, Al reveals he doesn't want to work at the factory. He wants to be a musician, specifically one who does song parodies, which he demonstrates by singing Amazing Grapes. Yeah, I love how angry his dad immediately gets, like, just calling him Little Bing. We got a little Bing Crosby here. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it's oh. great. It's so and it, That is the classic, like, uh, every biopic has to have that dad who doesn't believe in you. It's the same in, like, uh, Pick a Destiny, even. That's not a biopic, but same basic movie. Tenacious D. Yes. Pick yeah. of Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see that one either. Gosh, I got so many wow. movies to watch. I'm not playing my emergency disruptor cards on these. Don't worry. Uh, I'm not going to waste it so early. Um, after this, Kyle is where we have the accordion salesman scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love um, the end of this. Oh, you scene know, what we should like, wait. Hold on. I'm I, sorry. There's okay. I just, well, I just to... wanted to make it clear because normally we do the thing where we, we sum up the whole movie uh, right away. This whole movie is fake. It's like a fake biopic. If it isn't clear, like nothing yes. that happens in it is remotely true to Al Yankovic's life. It's very much a tongue-in-cheek, goofy play on the on the biopic. And yeah, that's it. Sorry, continue, Kyle. Oh, I the mom's quote at the end of that scene where they're mad at him. She's just like, "It would just be best for all of us if you could just if you just stop being who you are." And, just, and I like it's just so funny how that they're just being so mean to him, and it's just a ridic- just the most ridiculous quote. Like, I have my my favorite quote from the mom uh, comes up a little bit later in the movie. That's along those same lines of just brutal rudeness to Al, which I love. <laughs> Um, this next scene though is the one then where Al's at home and an accordion salesman shows up. Um, who who, I love the idea of an accordion. I love the idea of this accordion salesman who it's like this character's life is what he goes back from door to door with a single accordion, hoping he will sell it so that he can eat. (laughs) 
And this is, a, I, I read that this part was true, that he had they got an accordion from a traveling salesman, I think. I could believe that. I think that's like the least. one thing that's true from this movie. Is that I'm hopefully the rest of this scene isn't true where the dad beats the <laughs> shit out of the accordions. <laughs> and I love funny. this uh, actor, Thomas Lennon. He's in, mm-hmm. he's in 17 again is when, when that's famous, my favorite movie. Most famously. I think it, I don't know what else is. I, will, I mean, for, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, he's in, I know him from a lot of smaller roles. Like I just watched how to lose a guy in 10 days. He's one of Matthew McConaughey's friends in that. Or mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. I feel like he shows up in a lot of TV shows and stuff too. But 17 again is probably the first movie I think of for him too. Uh, sadly. <laughs> so. but yeah. I love how the dad just beats him. Just beats him senseless it's it's great it's so funny it it i think it it crosses over into a little too real for me when he's gasping for air and it's like so wet sounding (laughs) (laughs) like really trying like i have to have a collapsed lung and mom's like shh we're trying to have a moment here because the mom does agree to secretly buy the accordion mm-hmm. uh, for Al, as long as he promises to never let anyone see him play it, yeah. especially the dad, which is like, how do you possibly hide an accordion? <laughs> an accordion. <laughs> I wish there was a scene of him trying to hide with an accordion, you know, because <laughs> it's like the most cumbersome possible thing to try to hide from someone. Um. We get a flash forward from here, right? Uh, to him, I don't know, Alice, maybe like 17, 18. I don't know how yeah, old he's, he's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but he's on the bus to school. He gets invited to a party by these two kind of cooler looking kids. And I like that he's like, I don't have a way out. And they say, just use a hay boy. Yeah. And I love <laughs> when they show the hay boy. <laughs> She's saying goodnight to him. Like, goodnight. <laughs> and then you pan over. To the hay boy, the that's a boy mat made out of hay, and it's uh, not so su- not subtle, not secretive, but she's it just works saying good night. Yeah, it works perfectly. I, I I love that it's both incredibly not subtle and terrible, and that everybody just knows it as like an accepted term in the movie. Yeah, like people mm, even multiple later, times, yeah. yeah, are just like, oh, it's a hay boy. Like yeah. they just know what know. it is. <laughs> Um, he gets to the party and it turns out it's a polka party. Uh, and I like that there's even like the, the kids are referencing specific polka artists. Yeah. Like at the party. <laughs> I like that bit. I would so, be, I have like to our say secretive, though, I mean, you've been to a secretive polka, polka party. You know? Oh, we all have. Yeah. Well, I've been to parties. First yeah. of all, I've definitely been invited to parties. So yeah. whoever told you I've never been invited to a party. And they're all polka liar. parties. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I like this idea though. I'm not sure in the movie um, what status polka and song parody actually occupies. Like, I can't tell if it's if it is amazing and cool or if it is like stupid, if it's stupid, like the way that the executives react to it. Right. Like, I don't know if the average person in the world of this movie if I'm supposed to believe polka is like rock and roll or if oh. it's just the people around <laughs> Al are just like weirdly into it. Like I just, I, I have such a hard time. I can't help but try to understand the logic of this world. <laughs> yeah, and I want to know if polka is cool is polka or not. Cool is. Yeah. 
It's is it that not. is it that the music execs don't like Al because he's like too cool and edgy, or is he actually like a loser doing a lame thing with no talent yeah. with song parody? I don't know what it how the how he would be perceived. It doesn't matter at all. But I, you know what I'm saying. You know, you get it. Maybe, maybe. You don't get it. <laughs> Uh, Will Forte specifically yes. says he hates everything about Al. Everything. Oh, it's true. So it, it's it's everything. It's all. It's combined. like it's like later in the movie when like uh, when Jack Black is talking to him and he's like, "You're just making up words. Like that's no talent or whatever." Mm-hmm. But then he's blown away when he does it. I'm like, is it is is it a lame thing or is it that it's too edgy? I wanted it. I don't know. It sounds lame, but he's <laughs> yeah. so good at it that it's magical. That <laughs> it right. changes your perspective. Changes the world. You know? I'll take it. It's, he's a, he's, it's changing the world. That's what it I is. I guess it's just about if I can tell if Al is supposed to be like a, a loser on his heels fighting against something or if he's like a huge wave of uh, like instant smash sensation because he's mostly instant smash sensation with no obstacles but occasionally a very rough obstacle right you know so i'm that's just where it trips me up a little but either way at this party it is a secret polka party and uh al did not know that and they he gets in this whole thing where these the kids convince him to play the accordion right and he fucking shreds and blows their minds yes (laughs) yes um and then the cops show up to break it up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the cops is Scott Aukerman from Comedy Bang Bang. Um, I honestly didn't recognize him either time I watched the movie. I just noticed in the credits that he's in there. I wasn't nice. looking for him. Um, yeah, the cops take him home where he has like a big fight with his dad who smashes his accordion. Um, I, mm, so I do sad. like the repeated line that he has where he's like, you know, I'm maybe I, I'll someday I'm going to be perhaps not technically the best, but arguably the most famous according accordion player, <laughs> player in a in very specific genre, genre of, music. of music. Yes, it's amazing. It's those lines are fun when it's just obviously Al, you know, writing in a line yes, about himself exactly. into the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, uh, we get our first commercial. Ooh, yeah, we do. Healthcare.gov. Oh, that's what I you're had. getting doctor specific ones, I suppose. Targeted ads. We'll see if the rest are doctor specific. There was another one after it, but I didn't write it down. I don't remember what oh, it was. Wow. It could have been a Tide commercial. Who knows? Maybe that's why. Maybe maybe that's why all of mine were like for Roku things because my targeted ads are like this guy just watches movies. Just yeah. like try to get him to watch more stuff. I don't know. Um, we, this is where we finally get to Daniel Radcliffe again. Yes. Right. Excited to to get to to Danny. Yeah. I will say I think I like Aaron Paul's casting a little more than Daniel Radcliffe, just because Aaron Paul, at the time at least in the 2010, being so associated with like Breaking Bad, just has like an edgier feel. Sure. You know, to have like him it, as that, it, yeah. it makes it makes Weird Al feel even like it's an even funnier juxtaposition to how stupid and goofy he is <laughs> to have this drug meth dealing like you yeah. know serious <laughs> right. dramatic guy in the role. I like um, I, I like Daniel in this because mm-hmm. I just like Daniel's uh, his the movies that he picks to do because that's what he yes. does now is just like he. He, he picks fun movies that are weird and interesting and he's like 
Al Yankovic in that way. He's weird now. And um, just respect the guy from being a child actor and going from that to just being like, yeah, I'll still act in, in weird stuff I'd want to do. And uh, so it's, it's fun because I know when I see him on screen, it's something that he specifically is interested in doing. You know, it feels like a lot of um, I like it, too, because it, it feels like actors like him. And I feel like even Elijah Wood a little bit, too, um, have done a good job of turning their fame into a way to get like smaller, weirder movies greenlit. You know, sure. Yeah. Like if not for Daniel Radcliffe being willing to do a movie like this, maybe it doesn't even happen. So it's <laughs> cool of someone like him to sort of do it like an old school director with like a one for me, one for them attitude. Like Daniel Radcliffe can show up for some Harry Potter special, make sure his name still has a lot of recognition and then turn that into an indie movie. Yes, getting made, exactly. Which is cool. Um, yeah, he, we, we see Daniel Radcliffe now is trying to find a band to join. This is one of those parts that confuses me. Cause this is like a cool edgy punk band watching him try out. And they're like, accordion is lame, you know, but I would think that in this world, they would think it was cool. It doesn't matter. I don't think, I don't think it's the accordion. I think you're stuck on the music being the point. And I don't think the music is the point. I think his words are the point and the, and his, the, what he, I guess, but at the polka party, he blew everyone's fucking nuts off with the accordion. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like there was a underground polka party. That was a polka specific group but I polka guess. must be cool no no, no the wait, kids wait no no, no i understand no artists. okay i'm yeah. gonna blow your mind here it's all okay, gonna come okay. together because I, right. I wrote this down because okay. i figured it out okay you figured it this out guys. town this town specifically loves polka the the kids ah. love polkas why because there was a traveling salesman who was going around to every house telling all the kids, hey, if you get this accordion, you're going to be cool. They're going to be girls lined up down the street. Like these are literal lines that he says in the movie. And so he has conditioned the kids of this neighborhood to love polka and the, mm. and the accordion. So it's an isolated obsession because of... Because of of the traveling salesman. So the dad did this town. He rid them of a curse by beating the shit out of this traveling <laughs> <Exactly>. salesman. <laughs> All right. I'm going to accept that reasoning. It's good enough for me. Uh, he gets rejected by the band he's trying out for. And he goes home I to his bros. And I love his bros, Kyle. Uh, his roommates. <laughs> yes, they're awesome. I, I love these guys. They're my favorite part of the movie. The roommates. <laughs> I really like them. Um, especially like uh, the one uh, with the longer hair. Um, who He's the one who makes the who talks about like, yeah, man, I was driving down the highway with my eyes closed. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, we're so free living on our own. He's like, yeah, just the other day I was driving down the wrong side of I-95 with my eyes closed, not knowing if I was going to see to live to see another day. Suck on that, mom and dad. <laughs> and they're like, and oh, Al's like, uh, are you okay, man? Yeah, you like, okay, buddy? <laughs> um, I, oh, uh, but he's played by an actor I recognize, Spencer Treat Clark. He's okay. uh he's the kid in Unbreakable and in Gladiator. If you've seen either of those movies, <laughs> Gladiator, uh, yeah, he's the kid he's, in Gladiator. He's like the kid a super old in, movie, right? Well, it's not super old. Gladiator came out in two thousand. Oh, that's old, man. They're Ugh. making a sequel right now. Ridley Scott is making a Gladiator sequel. Okay, 
Cool. Yeah. He just cast, um, uh, I think his name's Paul Mescal. Pa- Paul Mescal. Can't remember his name, but he's the star of After Sun, my new favorite movie of the year. So mm. I'm excited. Um, cool. Yeah. Favorite movie of last year, I should say, technically. Uh, all right. Where were we? Oh, Al, Al is talking to them about um, how he can't find a band, right? And they're very encouraging him. Uh, encouraging to him about how he just needs to like stick with it. They ask him like, you know, what kind of music he wants to make, and that's when he tells them that he's always dreamed of writing different words to someone else's <laughs> change, song. Want to change the words to songs that already exist? <laughs> so stupid. I, uh, I do think it's a little disappointing that we don't get to hear Daniel Radcliffe sing. Yeah, I uh, when it was him singing, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's. That's not him. I'm pretty sure that's uh, Al yeah. Yankovic, and it is. It's dubbed over, and um, yeah. apparently he sang in takes or something like that. Yeah, that he actually sang. I can tell he's like looks like he's singing to me. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, man, that would have been. I I would have liked that. It would have been. Nice, I know. I feel like so. it's a like. I get that it's probably a joke to dub him so obviously like not his voice, mm-hmm. you know, but. I feel like personally, I enjoy more hearing somebody sing believably than I enjoy laughing at a bad right. dub. And maybe yeah. Daniel Rad- Radcliffe just doesn't have a pleasant voice. You know, I don't I know. I think he can sing. I've heard him sing before. I, have uh, you? Yeah, I've heard him on like one of the Christmas albums we have. There's like a Christmas CD or Christmas song on one of them that I've heard. Okay. He's a good singer. He's got a good showy voice. He might not have a good like Weird Al sounding voice, to be fair. Uh, but he is a good singer. He can okay. carry a tune. <laughs> that's the thing with British actors. They can all do everything. Yeah. Like every British actor. I've, I've, I've but heard he was just a kid when he started, you know? True. But. but he went, I feel like he, well, even more so though. He was a kid when he started, meaning he grew up around like all of these legends sure. that could do yeah. everything and True. could teach him. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but it always feels like the British people are like, oh yeah, like it's like Andrew Garfield. Like I've never sang before, and then he does the fucking musical, the Lin Manuel yeah. one that he did. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you can just do it because that's just how it is, I guess, for them, fucking Brits. Um, well, he tells them that he's probably lost all of that that songwriting juice years ago, right? Um, and then his roommates decide they're hungry. So they ask him to make some sandwiches as they turn on the radio and my Sharona is on. And of course his one roommate is like, yeah, you can open up my Bologna. Yeah. (laughs) And then then he has his epiphany. The scene is absolute gold. This is, there are two scenes in this movie that I just think are so perfect. I'll just watch these scenes over and over again. It's this one. He's like hearing my Sharona as he's looking at Uh the baloney and, and like it's skipping, right? Uh Like it's like skipping in his mind, but then they're like, come on, what's up with the radio? It's like skipping on the radio. Like Uh it makes no sense. And then, (laughs) and then he whips out my Bologna and, uh, and just the guys are just, bewildered like they just witnessed I the know. birth they play of a virtuoso it, they play you know? it so well the they bros do, yeah. when they're like 
it's like the one like taps the other on the shoulder like whoa bro like check this out you know like the vibe the whole vibe of the room switches when he starts saying like ow what's up you know like, yeah <laughs> it's just the way they lean in and are so into it is perfect <laughs> and i just th- this is when we get the quote i don't know if this is a gift from god or from the devil <laughs> it's so funny oh i love it too um they want to record it because it's so good but they don't have anywhere to do it so the one is like uh i think the bathroom at the bus station has pretty good acoustics and mm-hmm. we just cut to them recording the album in the bathroom i think that's the other true the other true thing is that this was like one of his first songs and it was recorded in a bathroom like yes yeah. it is on his first uh album like the first three songs we hear i think are all from his first album um so it checks out. I, I would believe the recording in a bathroom. I, I am sure it wasn't like the movie where there were people coming in and out during the song, or whatever, <laughs> but you know, um, and then, uh, we get, he comes home and he says, he'll just have to sit back and wait to become famous. Cause he mailed the tape, um, to, I can't remember who he mails it to. It's um, yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. But or either way, DJ. They're like, it doesn't work like that. And then, of course, he turns on the radio and he's an instant sensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they encourage him to go get a record deal. So he goes to meet with the record execs played by Weird Al and Will Forte. Yeah, it was fun to yeah. see Weird, Weird Al there as the exec who hates it him, is. You know, it's it, always <laughs> terrifying to see Weird Al with like hair that isn't Weird Al hair. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just. Like who gave him this Karen wig that he's wearing? I hate it so much seeing him like that. But he is it is funny. Um and they and basically w- tell him to fuck off, right? Yeah. And Especially. Will Forte there is just great. I'm like, okay, this movie is gonna be loaded with cameos. I'm gonna love it by like comedians and whatnot. And so mm-hmm. Will Forte just he makes me laugh. He's just so funny. And then he just yells at him for a solid minute. And just this is Will Forte's, you know, this is Will Forte's bread and butter to like the, like getting to like, just be mean to someone and lean in all harsh on them. You know, like that's his, his thing. I feel like he's Mm -hmm. very good at playing a hateful, spiteful character. Did you ever Uh, see uh, a futile and stupid gesture? I actually, no, I did not see that one. That's a good one. I think you would enjoy it. Um, But it's the national lampoon like Mm -hmm. story sort of. And, yes, uh, it's kind of like this one where it's kind of like a fake almost bio story, but not quite as much parody, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's about parody. I think it really, I think it's I just mean, it's about like a story, real, but. is it the real, it's the real National Lampoon story or is it have made up stuff in it? I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it has made up well, stuff. Every, everything. But it's like, stuff, I guess. It, it's about <laughs> Douglas Kenny is the guy who did it. So I don't know. I, I The answer is I don't know how much of it is true or not. But the main point of it is like at mm, the end. I just did my own research and it's all true. So It's all true? It's okay. It's all true, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like depressing and it's about like his... It, it, it's a little depressing because it's like about his like strive for like the perfect joke and perfect comedy and like how that really and then does. and then and then it's depressing because like 40 years later it finally happened on this podcast every yeah. week the perfect comedy was yes, achieved exactly. and he never got to, and see, he never it. Got yeah. to see it yeah ah, it's a damn shame uh, yeah. yeah but it's a it's yeah it's good I liked it so it's good as well good. I'll, cool. I won't lie to you, Kyle. I'm probably not going to watch it unless you throw one of these cards at me. Nope, I'm not doing that. We're I got a lot doing, of shit. It's too depressing. I got to watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I was going to say when I th- uh, for Will Forte performance like that, I think of his I think of MacGruber, um, his relationship to his like number two in MacGruber, where he's always just treating him like shit and talking <laughs> to him like he's the big most worthless. That's a movie I need to see is MacGruber. That's what I. Oh, I mean, I don't want to use a card on it, but I do think you'd really like watching MacGruber together. <laughs> Although I did pitch to you. Not this year, because obviously this year is the new year, new me, new made for TV movies, 20 plus 23 made for TV, 20 plus 23 and me, Jamboree, working title year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, I did pitch to you that we should do every movie based on an SNL sketch at some point. Yes. So MacGruber is on that list. (laughs) Um, Kyle, where where were we? Uh, He meets with the record execs. They tell him he needs to... Get more songs and get some like uh, performances under mm-hmm. his belt. Uh, so he goes and does a performance at the world's shittiest bar uh, <laughs> yeah, with Pat Oswalt as yeah. a as a heckler. He goes to the bar from Roadhouse, but before Patrick Swayze cleans it up, it's just like it's a biker classic. bar. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. oh yeah. I think it's the bar that the demons from Buffy the Vampire Slayer season six episode one uh, all hang out at. Yeah, that's a reference for everybody. No, it's there. the SpongeBob bar that that he tries to get into, the really rough one. What's yes, the, what the, the heck salty is that one? spittoon. The sl- yeah, the salty split. I don't. Split, I hate splatoon. that I fucking know the name of that bar so easily. I didn't even think about it. It just came. The salty spittoon. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the salty spittoon. How tough are you? <laughs> <laughs> I speaking of peak comedy. When Sandy rips off his tattoo and flips it upside down, it goes from saying mom to wow. I just thought one of the funniest things Peak comedy is Patrick going up and beating himself up so that SpongeBob gets in. That is peak comedy. It ends with like a big mushroom cloud, him getting blown up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is peak comedy. Ugh. Oh, peak comedy is uh, uh, that joke I told you about climbing to the top of Mount Everest. That, right? that is that's, peak comedy. That's You're peak right. comedy. Um, good Lord. Uh, after, okay, so he goes there. The band that was playing before him it, it gets annihilated by this crowd. They hate it. <laughs> Al's very nervous. And we see Rain Wilson sitting in the corner as oh, Dr. Yeah. Demento, <laughs> the most out of place person. I know. I and know. It's like, I love it because this is just, he's, this is the, the manager or whatever that's, that, that finds the talent like in all these mm-hmm. movies, right? And it's just, he's so out of, incredibly out of place. It's so funny. I know it's it's just it's like so clearly just cramming multiple scenes together uh, uh, for the formula, right? Like mm-hmm. we need the scene where he meets the mentor. We need the shitty bar. Just squish them in, squish them together. Um, and I love Doctor Demento, and I love Rain Wilson uh, in this role. I love Rain Wilson. It's nice to see him. He's not in a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say uh, this is where Al goes out though, and he performs "I Love Rocky Road." Um, <laughs> and his bros see that he needs help and they just go out there and start playing with him. Uh, and I do love the, the like non explanation of like, why didn't you tell me you could play? And he's just like, it didn't seem relevant until now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just, it's like on par with the Austin powers, Vanessa being a fembot. Right. And, yep. and then just be like, yeah, we knew all along. We knew all along. What? Sorry. <laughs> what are yeah. you talking about? Um, and then, uh, so they become his band, and then he meets with Dr. Demento, and that's where he offers to 
be his his mentor and he gives him uh, his new stage name. I don't want to be Alec- your mentor. I, w- I want to be your D-mentor. That's his Classic. line. We'll laugh pretty good. And I didn't even think, I just thought it was funny. And then Carrie's like, it's Harry Potter. And I was like, oh, that that's, I didn't I don't really think, think that's about what that, he was. But... I don't think they were going for a Harry Potter. I don't reference. think so either, but it yeah. was he did say Dementor. He like, did say to it. Daniel Radcliffe, but I don't it think that they true. were going for that. But that's what she so that's how either. she laughed at it. So I, I guess And she it, can laugh at it however she wants. She sure can. She sure can. <laughs> um I just mostly don't think it's that because I have, have a hard time pushing Weird Al referencing a Dementor. A Harry, yeah, and like yeah. people still <laughs> thinking it'd be funny to make a Harry Potter reference <laughs> yes. to Daniel Radcliffe like yeah, he's too true. cool to want to do that right like yeah. hey we got a funny harry potter reference like mm, yeah. would, if you were gonna yeah, do it like, i feel like they would do it they would really do it this isn't the movie for subtlety also correct you know? correct <laughs> but he does give him his new stage name because he says al yankovic is a terrible name mm-hmm. so how about weird al, al yankovic, yankovic. <laughs> yeah which is funny. I do like to think of yeah, Al Yankovic trying to come up with a stage name and deciding that it's not that Al Yankovic is a problem. No, it's just it's, <laughs> need to add weird to it. It's too it's too normal. Let me make it <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> Let me clarify that it's weird. And I guess Dr. Uh, Demento was a major part of him being popular. Mm-hmm. And I guess he would frequently play Al's music like in real life. Yeah. So I think he uh, was one of those like I don't know, kind of known, but underground music guys. It's like, this is like stuff from before the internet that is hard for me to really wrap my head around how people's exactly. cultural existence yeah. even spreads, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is where he then invites him to a uh, pool party at Dr. <laughs> Demento's house. I which... love this pool party so much. This, the later scenes of the, this pool party is the other scene in this movie that I just think is just a plus perfect. And it's, I it's love great. all of these, all of the cam, all of the like cultural figures and musicians from the time mm-hmm. being played by like these different comedic actors, you know, uh, you get, um, what's his name? Jora from lonely Island. Uh, I can't remember his actually, but he's playing Pee Wee Herman, Jorma mm-hmm. Tacone is playing Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. You get Dimitri Martin is there playing Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiny Tim's the guy who sings the really high-pitched songs, right? I don't really know Tiny Tim uh, very well. Oh, my so. gosh. I think he's in a SpongeBob episode. <laughs> oh, my God. That, like, his song is, and now I can't remember how it goes, but it, they're these really high-pitched, goofy songs. I don't know. He just... I can't describe them. Fuck. It's going to drive me crazy. I ripped I my pants. Is that Tiny Tim? That's song? the one. Yeah. Is yeah. it really? He sings. Oh, cool. No, it's not. Him. Oh, no, he's joking. <laughs> uh, he sings that one that goes, are you ready kids? Uh, <laughs> um, we got Paul F. Tompkins as Gallagher, right? Uh, Akiva Schaefer, who's the other Lonely Island guys, Alice Cooper, Conan O'Brien's there, mm-hmm. Emo Phillips, Nina West, who's a drag queen playing another drag queen, Divine, Jack Black as Wolfman Jack. Uh, either way, this whole party is like the point of it that matters is Wolfman Jack comes up to Al and like kind of calls him bullshit and says, mm-hmm. if you're so great, write a song right now. And I'm just like, um, why, how is Jack Black always just perfect on, on screen with this, like just his crazy characters. It's just so funny. And he's got I, this voice that reminds me of like, it makes me excited for the Mario movie. Cause it sort of sounds like, like his Bowser, Bowser voice. voice. 
<laughs> does kind of sound like it. It helps that he he said to Al, like, your music stinks. Bring me Princess Peach yeah, yeah. when he was talking to him. Uh, but he's Wolfman. Uh, Wolfman Jack's a real person, too. Yes, um, he is. I had to look who, that up. I was like, is that real? Is this guy real? And then yes. I think that there's a I think he's either directly named or they're riffing on him in this and George Lucas's first or not for second movie American Graffiti. Uh, it like centers around a radio DJ type guy who I think is supposed to be like a Wolfman Jack type. Uh, that's my only familiarity with him is mm. all I'm saying is I know that a, this guy existed somehow in some way. Same as Dr. Demento, just another guy that I can't really grasp what his level of fame was right. you know, without mm-hmm. the internet. Um, but Al is of course like offended at this challenge and, who is it that comes out? It's one of the guys from Queen. Oh, it's, I'm John Deacon. Yes, John Deacon. Of Queen, and nobody reacts. I play the bass <laughs> in Queen, and everyone's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love that bit. It's just, That's accurate. It's a great uh, <laughs> to being a bass player. He's played by uh, David Dasmalchin. Mm-hmm. I can't say his name. Only bringing it up, the actor, because he's the actor who plays who? Polka Dot Man in The Suicide yep. Squad. <laughs> connections guys um he he challenges out to write a parody of another one bites the dust which al busts out his accordion and riffs on the spot another one rides the bus right <laughs> yeah uh which is it's pretty impressive and it's just it's, totally- it's like the same scene as the first one but i love yeah. these scenes so much that's why i think, think they're so perfect and this one with the mm-hmm. added like I'm John Deacon of Queen, like having him that be part of it. And Jack Black is, is hilarious. And then everybody just like, just real, just this, this kid's, you know, the greatest among us immediately, you know, and, and John Deacon coming up to him afterwards is like, look kid. He's like, everyone's crying. And he's like, we're playing a gig, you know, next weekend. It's the thing called live aid. I would be honored if you could play that song on stage with us. And then, and then uh, Al like laughs in his face and says, like, "I forget what he says." He's just like, he's, yeah. "Pass, hard yeah. pass, hard pass." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love all that too. I think that's the how we were saying we both kind of like the first half more. It's what they they lose by kind of going more and more off the rails. Is like. I, I like Weird Al's music and I'd like more scenes of him coming up with more songs. Like that's fun. There's a reason why biopics are so successful, right? Like yeah. it is fun to watch the scene of the person coming up with the song. It's just always mm-hmm. going to be fun. I like that uh, the the it's like the off the rail stuff doesn't like feel cohesive enough. Like or it's not yeah. enough off the rails it for mm-hmm. me. Even though on paper it's, in a it's weird the most middle ground. on the paper on paper what happens next in the last half of this movie is off the rails. Like he goes and yeah. like like I guess I don't feel I'm not gonna spoil, I guess. Okay, rest, okay. whatever. You can spoil he will eventually be like an action movie in the jungle, right? Yes, for like exactly. a chunk of it. Which like uh, sounds it's not, like it's like not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Or there's not it sounds enough. off the rails, but I think the problem is, which is a problem I'll bring up in my final thoughts in general, is I don't think the filmmaking is adept enough to like change its style as things get heightened to make it feel like more of a change, I guess. Sure. Is, 
Maybe yeah. it's like, it doesn't feel like it's in a, if it was like, it becomes more like an action movie and it was a really good action movie or like a really ridiculously violent one or something, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like, here's like eh. a mediocre yeah. version of something you've seen, you know, a bunch before, like a lot of this stuff. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. We'll get there. Next up, what happens, though, after... I think there's another commercial break, maybe, when he tells him to fuck off. Oh, uh, Gentle Ease. Gentle Ease? Gentle Ease. No, that was... I missed one. There was was one after the (sighs) biker gang. I'm sorry. (sighs) That was a Gentle Ease formula. Um, What is that? Gentle Ease? It's a formulas for babies. Gentle Ease. Okay. Less less tooting and burping for for the babies. (laughs) Uh, this one is a GMC Denali one, the 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 one that I hate, where they start like he takes his hand off the wheel and they all start like going boop 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 boop, like hitting the. I don't know. I don't think I stupid. know this. Uh, don't watch it; it's dumb. And then there's a, a there's an Atkins commercial with uh ah with, with the, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, yep. Yeah, so. he'll tell you all about how it's just Atkins ridiculous. doesn't cost anything. He's like, when well, I want to shed a, a few pounds, like he's like, what is his, his BMI is probably twenty. Like he's like skinny, muscular. I know. Like well, <laughs> he's not doing. You don't need to do Atkins. Like it's yeah. like, um, did you see this article? Let's get into some tangents. I was saying this podcast needs to get looser. Let's get some <laughs> tangents. Uh, did you see that article where or, I didn't even see the article? Like most people, I saw this headline, so it might not even be in the article. Uh, but it was like Hugh Jackman said he never used steroids to prepare for the role of Wolverine. He's mm-hmm. never done it. Okay, what? Are you kidding me? Like, he's going to try to tell me that, that he hasn't used steroids. He's like in his mid 50s and he's the most jacked looking dude <laughs> who's ever existed, right? Like, what do you, I think it's borderline dangerous and harmful to like uh other men's body image to act like you haven't used i think that part of what they do though is they can they can lower their body fat percentage so little by restricting their diet and and that's what makes you look really cut and like disgustingly cut and so, like, that's what the guys will do, like, prior to, like, their big he scenes with gained, their shirt off, he, too. If you watch him, if you look at a picture of Hugh Jackman from Wolverine 1 right. to fucking the newest one, he is, like, it's like he's put on, like, 100 pounds of muscle since the first yes, movie. Yes, he looks <laughs> massive. There's this dude on TikTok that was, that his name is Liver, Liver King. And I mm-hmm. followed him on TikTok because I was like, this dude is nuts. And I was like, he, he was claiming to be all natural. He doesn't wear, he doesn't shower or wear deodorant and is the all most right, insanely <laughs> swollen person you've ever, you've ever seen. And he's like, uh-huh. I've never done steroids. And so I was like, I followed him. I was like, this guy, there's no way. Like, there's just, <laughs> I, I, I want to see like, cause he was also like, all he eats is liver and testicles and beef. Okay. And, like Jesus. no vegetables, like only eats like a carnivore. And like, I'm like, he's going to have a heart attack, like, or something like, you know, maybe he won't, but like he he's, it's not good. His, his hmm. body, everything is bad here. And so finally he did come out and say there were emails leaked and he is on performance enhancing <gasps> stuff. Gasp. And he was like, I'm sorry, I lied, but yeah, I did it to prevent suicide. And you're like, what are you what? talking about? What? Like, uh-huh. I want to. Uh-huh. Men, men need to feel primal. And like, I'm like, so you lied to him and and 
pr- promoted uh, something they can't achieve or it's exactly that's the thing that get, I don't care if people uh, listen especially for movies if you want to fucking juice yourself up and turn yourself <laughs> into a Greek god do it all right I'll enjoy watching it but I just would appreciate some honesty in how we're achieving this be, yeah, let's and be it's, up front <laughs> and it's, it's like funny to me because this liver king guy specifically like like guys like joe rogan were even saying like yeah this guy's full of shit he's like <laughs> like, and, and, like when, when i agree with joe rogan on something it just cracks me up right so like it was just funny well you to, must be laughing a lot then right because you just sort of agree with him on most things oh, yeah of course yeah. Yeah. yeah well he's a funny it. guy so i'm always laughing oh kyle that reminds me uh uh so I was taught I I had a phone call at work the other day for this guy trying to sell his house, right? And immediately he has the most like aggressive alpha douchebag energy like I've ever Great. encountered on a phone call. <laughs> like he opens the conversation basically telling me he made the last person he talked to cry. Right. And <laughs> I, I know, but he's like, I like the sound of your voice. So I can tell you're like a real man, you know, from my generation. Oh, hell yeah. hell he's yeah, like, not brother. one of these, not one of these 30 year old punks that, you know, calls himself a man and then starts crying like a minute into the phone call. And I'm like, Oh, I'm 31. First of all. So yeah. I'm not, uh, whoops. <laughs> but, um, I could, I knew how to talk to him because he reminded me of my brother and his general demeanor. Sure. Sure. But, like 15 minutes into the call somehow andrew tate like he mentions andrew tate right and and he's like he's like yeah i've been kind of you know i've been out here grinding for years like you know andrew tate i was like i think i know the name because i obviously (laughs) don't want to voice any opinion and get sucked in further and he's like yeah man i'm a lot like him he's like i'm a top dog just like him although he's probably more of a top dog than me he's a little taller than me too and a little more muscular (laughs) and like i was just like what are you talking about why are you doing this why uh so yeah i I pretended not to know who he was to get the phone call into him yeah i was like yeah i don't really have social media but i think i've heard something about him before i don't know i'll look into him (laughs) yeah it was (laughs) it was a very harrowing conversation it went on for most of the phone calls for work last four (laughs) minutes this one went on for 25 minutes uh because he wouldn't stop talking but the worst part was he loved me he Uh, kept telling me how great he thought I was at my job. Well, you how were, great uh, I was you doing. were a yes man for him, you know? <laughs> I you were was. Like, oh, it sounds great. Yeah. Well, even good. so, he talked for so long that I was like, I had put food to cook for Dot, like in the oven. <laughs> he talked for so long. I had to be like, hey, full disclosure, I'm working from home. I have to go and like get food uh, for my kid. And he's like, oh, that's totally fine, man. Normally I hate kids. Fucking this other girl I was talking to had a crying baby on the phone. It's so fucking unprofessional, you know? And I was like, he's like, but I really respect you have a kid. Yeah, I couldn't even feed hear the family, kid. man. You got it. You're, he, well, the, you're the hunter like, of the group. He's like, he's like, I like that you, you know, you had a kid, but I never even heard a kid. You know, that's like how kids are supposed to be. We got to go back to that. Like, I swear to God, he said, we have to go back to kids being seen, not heard. Did she report this man? I think I he's into what the what whatever uh, that Andrew Tate he might said, be, right? dude. I feel like he might have been hinting at something like he. Ugh, I I was just trying to get off that phone so hard, and he was like, "Someday, if I ever have a kid, I want to be a dad like you." I was like, "What do you mean? What you don't do even you know, know me." <laughs> <laughs> it's. Oh, I, just, I don't know how to take a 
a long break after that. That's, yeah, uh, that was I. I I finished that phone call and I hit clock into break for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't fucking talk to anyone else right now. Oh, it was brutal, brutal phone call. So anybody, if you if you live in Las Vegas and someone's trying to sell a home and you got it from uh, my company, I'm sorry uh, that you're gonna have to deal with this guy who made it very clear. That he would be very rude to anybody who did not give him the an offer that he he's, uh, he's a top dog. He's alpha male, you know. He's <laughs> he the alpha. alpha. So yeah, he made it. He was like, he's like, I used to, you know, like carry like a gun, try to prove I was an alpha. People just know I'm an alpha when I walk in a room now or whatever. I, was, I hate this guy uh, so much. So back to weird the Al Yankovic story. Sure, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna become a uh, uh, like a. Like an aggressive beta. Like everyone's gonna know that I'm a beta. <laughs> you know, not if you stick with your push-ups. Uh, I mean, by the end yeah. of the year, you're gonna look like Liver King. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> they're, I'm gonna be having to deny steroid use <laughs> exactly. to, to the media. I'm picturing SpongeBob in his jerk arms while we're on SpongeBob. Yeah, talk. Exactly. That's what you're gonna look like by the end of the year. They're gonna be big and pink and look inflatable. <laughs> but let me tell you, they'll be real. They're real. That's just what it looks like when you have underdeveloped muscles and you do 365 push-ups in one day, as mm-hmm. you plan to do. I do. It. I do. I did my 12 push-ups today. <laughs> all right. It's January all right. 12th. We're Look going. We're going hard. Whoa. Did I miss a few days because I just plain old, plain old forgot? Maybe. But Maybe. hey. No, but we're, we're I get going. it. January 6th is a busy time of year for you, so it's hard to remember. Yes. <laughs> Uh, at this point, Al has his Oprah interview. I was not at at January sixth at the at the White House. Just to say, just, <laughs> just to be clear, you told me one time that I actually have to deny some things if they're yeah, said. Because that's true. So I will go ahead and deny that. All so. right, he will deny it, but he doesn't have any proof. So on the Oprah Winfrey show, uh, Al, uh, Oprah played by Kinta Kinta Brunson. Yeah, she um, just won a Golden Globe. She did. I saw it. I watched a little bit of the Golden Globes. With Same. I did watch a little bit of it. I so. think we watched up to Michelle Yao winning, and then we were like, yeah, we're good now. Maybe. <laughs> it's fine. It was kind of a weird show, I felt like, when I was watching. It felt like the room wasn't big enough for the amount of people and like the vibe was very low key, very chill. Was know? there a was there a host this year? I, I think it's Gerard Carmichael might be his name. I've seen his comedy special. He is a very low key okay. kind of chill comedian. Uh, so he wasn't bringing a lot of energy to the room, which I felt maybe the Globes could have used because they're kind mm-hmm. of on their heels. I was you know? mostly just watching for Jennifer Coolidge's. I just she she presented at one point, and then I said, "Okay, I'm good." Ah, so she's hilarious in White yes. Lotus. White Lotus. White Lotus. It. Yeah. So White Lotus. I almost started watching it, but then I didn't. And then I started to try to watch Andor instead. You tried to watch it, or I tried to watch Andor. Yeah. But I can't do it. I've decided. I've tried to watch it three times now. I keep getting That's halfway okay. through the first episode and being like, I just can't help but think there's eleven more episodes of this, and it's going to be so yeah, long. You, you could try <laughs> to do the first three and then see see how it goes. The first it's three are like, what you would need to to yeah. to make a an adequate decision on on going forward. That's that's I when I like, like. That's when I decided that yes, I do like the show, and I kept watching. So. 
I, I feel like for me, what's happening is like people always say they don't they don't want to watch a movie because they don't want to commit to like ninety minutes or whatever. I feel like I have that with TV shows where I don't I don't want to commit like twelve hours over the course of several days to something. You know, I like right. a movie because I get in and out in one night and I'm done with it. It's sure. hard for me to get over that hurdle of. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be locked in this for 12 hours if and I get sucked in. For Andor, <laughs> it was when I was sick that I watched it. So I had nothing else to do. And it's a Carrie doesn't like sci-fi shows, really. So that's that's when I pull up some random sci-fi show and watch it. And so <laughs> that's when I got around to watching literally Obi-Wan and Andor. Both were separate times when I was sick and just needed something to watch. So um, but yeah. Andor seems like the winner there from what yes, I've heard. Yes, it is. For sure it is. So we got to we got to make more progress in this movie, Kyle. Oh, Come we're on. good. We're getting to the the parts that we don't really, you know, yeah, true. like as much. So uh, I'm de- this is the beginning of the plot line that I don't really like, which is the whole Madonna of it all. <laughs> uh, Madonna is watching this Oprah interview where they talk about the the Weird Al bump. Basically, if he parodies one of your songs, it'll get more plays. Mm-hmm. So this is where she starts scheming, I guess, on yeah. how she can I get like Evan plays. Rachel Wood, though. She's great. I do like her. She's great in the role. I'm just like, I, I'm like, does Weird Al like, hate Madonna or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it's like a joke movie, but I'm like, I wonder why he picked Madonna I figured they'd be, be friends. The like, that's why. Maybe. You know, I can't imagine they would pick somebody he doesn't like to that's do. That's true. But know? I guess it's like, I don't know anything about Weird Al and Madonna's true. relationship. It's weird to imagine them having a relationship at all. Friends or enemies. Yes, you very know? true. Like, that's why I'm like, what made him pick her? Single yeah. her? I guess she's just the most famous female performer of the time i suppose right um well uh we also find out that pablo escobar really likes his music which will be important later Mm -hmm. right yes um while he's on with oprah we also we find out he wears like platinum medallions around his neck for every (laughs) platinum album he sold he's blown up he sold over five million albums at this point he's the biggest artist in the world yes uh he calls his mom and dad to try to like check in with them and talk about his success. And this is where I really love my favorite line from his mom, which is like, he says like, does dad ever talk about me? And she's like, Oh, he talks about you all the time, sweetie. He wanted me to tell you that he's definitely not proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. He really hates the parody songs. Yeah, like he still thinks it's stupid and a waste of time and you're wasting your life. And he's like, you know, honey, he could still get you a job at the at the factory. I'm sure he could pull some strings if you want. It just cracked me up that they still want him to work at a factory. Uh, I mean, it's a good, honest living, Kyle. They make something there, and it's important that he contribute. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, after that phone call. He goes and has a talk with Dr. Demento about how he wants his dad's acceptance. And Dr. Demento is like, Write an original song. You know, you can write originals. And uh, right after he pitches that idea, he also feeds Al some LSD-laced guacamole. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we get into, like, a big LSD trip sequence, right? Yeah. Which is fun-ish. It's not, like, the most amazing, visually impressive thing. No, it's low-budget CGI, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen or anything. It's kind of I do of like fun. the very end with the face melt. They do it like the Raiders of yes, the Lost Ark yes. style face melt. Mm-hmm. That is good. Um, and that's where he comes up with the idea for Eat It, right? 
Yes. Uh, which he goes and pitches to the record execs, and I do like Will Forte's, like, just to be clear, this is an original song based on nothing at all. Like, they're yeah. really hammering that in. And I love that, because I, I thought maybe it was, like, going to come up that it wasn't original, that he was going to get yeah. screwed. But no, it's literally him saying that Michael Jackson parodied Parried, parodied, parodied, parodied. Yeah. Now you know how I felt last week. Now you fucking know. In the cold <laughs> open to last week's episode, when I kept fumbling on the word parody, uh, now you know <laughs> that he is uh, parodying him with "Beat It," and I love that. Yes. That that's just a great decision, just to I know. to do that. I think it's so funny. Have you ever seen the Thirty Rock episode with Weird Al? Uh, no. Um, it has this amazing joke in it where uh, basically Tracy and Jenna are offend- they don't want their songs to be parodied right mm-hmm. and Weird Al keeps parodying their songs so Jenna then writes a song that is like super goofy that's unparodiable mm-hmm. where she's like I like pizza I like cheese yeah. and it's like singing goofy and then Weird Al releases like a serious country song all about the troops in America to the same tune and they're just like he reversed the parody he normal owled us and I just love that line uh, just in terms of making reversing the parody yes. I like I like jokes mm-hmm. about uh, Weird Al being the original artist or whatever um, and so after this I think is when Madonna shows up at his house to seduce him mm-hmm and yeah, uh, it works, I guess. She's like, hey, you should write a parody of one of my songs after. And he's like, hey, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, and then they have a meeting with Dr. Demento, where Al is now entering the like, I'm a super rich star and I'm an asshole and I have a negative influence girlfriend yeah. stage. Yes. Alcoholic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alcoholism will come. It comes in the next scene where he gets a phone call where he's told that Michael Jackson has parodied Eat It yeah, uh, with Beat It, which I do like. He's like, so it's about eggs? So it's about eggs? No, it's it's about fighting or not fighting. I don't really know. (laughs) Um, And I do like where he's like, he's like, great. For the rest of my life, I'm going to be linked to this Michael Jackson guy. (laughs) And then he's like, and then on the phone, he's like, is that a bad thing? Yeah. and Josh then, uh, Groban shows up at some point. Is that? Oh yeah, a- he's their waiter at the restaurant that they're at when he when he learns this news with Madonna. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't sure that was him. I didn't look it up, but I only yeah, I only Josh noticed Groban. him. I, <laughs> all right, I know Josh Groban. I know my you Josh know Groban. Josh Groban. You know your Groban. I know he rose guy. you up. All right, he sure did. So you could you re- what's the lyrics? So you so I can walk on mountains. So I can walk on mountains. You raise me up. No, he's I just a, listened to his such version intense of vibrato. Yeah, I just yeah. listened to his "Oh Holy Night" version like a million times. It used to be one I just didn't like, but then it just uh, it got to me. So uh, he'll get you, Groban. He grows on you. Um, this is where Madonna turns him into an alcoholic. Uh, I guess you don't turn someone into an alcoholic. They either have alcoholism or they don't, right? Um, I don't really know how that works. I'm not a doctor. Either way, Madonna tells him, like, you should calm down. You should take up drinking, basically. And this is where then he develops a drinking problem. He shows up as his band is 
waiting for him for like a tech rehearsal and he shits all over them, you know, and he yep. gets into a fight with Dr. Demento about Madonna. It's all bad news. Um, I can't remember if there's anything specifically funny in like the fighting with the band scene. No. There's a n- not. No, not necessarily. I don't think so. I th- I just think it's funny. This is like what well, it's like his first concert in this like yeah. 26 sold out shows at Merritt Madison Square Gardens where they had to yes. move whatever plays there to a different location <laughs> yes. like because of his residency there it's 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 just so fantastical it's funny and like before this like well in the peak of his fame this is a few scenes ago but it's worth mentioning like Led Zeppelin is wants to get together to open for him yes. but he can't give it them the spot because he promised Howie Mandel He's not bumping Mandel. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Howie Mandel. I promised him the spot. Um, <laughs> this, and then uh, the scene, is, the, the, the drinking scene ends with him. Like he, he's like about to leave. And Madonna's like, you can't leave like, cause he's drunk. And then she's like, you can't leave without your car keys, like dangling it. Cause she, she is evil. Yes. Yeah, she wants, this. she's nef- very nefarious. She hates him. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, and that's when he gets into the car wreck from the beginning of the movie where we opened and he was on the stretcher and uh, while he's driving in the car, uh, it's Seth Green on the radio. I recognized his Oh, voice. nice. I didn't. Yeah. Weirdly, I didn't recognize it when I was watching it the first time, but playing at double speed the second time, I was nice. like, is that Seth Green? Sounds like a robot chicken character right now. <laughs> um, so then uh, after he, he gets into the car wreck and he wakes up and has the epiphany of like a surgeon uh, as mm-hmm. a song parody of like a virgin. And then I guess he goes back to the concert that night and performs it. Yeah, I, I think. I, yes, he does. Because he because uh, they want to give him a blood transfusion, but he doesn't do it. And uh, yeah. and he goes, I do wish that during the like a surgeon song that he had like more gruesome makeup on him still or something. It's like they've left it for Daniel Radcliffe to sell the injuries just on his physical comedy. Oh, and I yeah. don't know if Daniel is like he's fine, but he's not like. I feel like you'd have to be an amazing physical comedian. I don't know what his injuries are. It's like he got in a car wreck and he's like kind of like collapsing on stage. Yeah, I wish he was bloody or had like a huge gash like in his side that was spreading. He just needed like, hey, your leg is broken. You know, something like that. Bone sticking out. Yeah, something. But like something to guide him rather than like your body is decrepit. You know, yes, it feels more like, yeah, like a, a person whose body is like rejecting an organ transplant the way yeah. he's behaving, you know, because <laughs> he has to like he's like crawling off stage, you know. Yeah. It's but. also why is the band back? This doesn't matter. It's not a movie where the plot matters, but I thought that they like were gone. Yeah. And then they're shit back. all over them. Yeah, they're they're like, there. we're out. And then they're 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 back. So. I don't know. Oh, well, um, he has basically like some sort of drunken meltdown on stage. Uh, after this where he uh, alludes that maybe he's going to pull his dick out i guess <laughs> yeah. but uh i can't remember what he's actually going to pull out is uh, accordion of course he's like you guys want to see it you yeah, you want to yeah, see yeah. it and he pulls out the accordion and then he gets tackled by the security cuz they yes. they thought he was going to pull out his <laughs> whip it out yeah his, his pee pee um so he gets arrested for like lewd behavior um and then we, after that, him and Madonna are at like a bar together 
uh, not a bar at a diner. We also starts, get a Atkins commercial here. Again, oh, we got another so commercial for some Atkins. point. Okay. There, it, was, it was around this area. So I'm convinced now I've uh, placed an order at this point. Well, it's free. Atkins. You don't have to place an order. Just go to Atkins.com, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Rob Lowe keeps talking in the commercials that I've seen about how it's free. And I'm saying, well, they got to be paying you somehow, Mr. Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that anyone's doing this out of the kindness of their heart. I don't believe you, buddy. Um, after where was I, Kyle? They go to the diner. Madonna pitches that they should team up. She'll write the real songs and then he can parody them <laughs> and they'll make a bunch of money. But... Uh, as he's he accepts this right away because Al is at a low point right and he's yeah. like mm-hmm. the only thing in my life that matters is you right now Madonna if something happened to you I don't know what I would do and then she gets kidnapped by the cartel um, and we get kind of like I do like this bit of yeah. the cheesy action stuff yes. where he gets to do one liners and stuff mm-hmm. this is a good yeah. action sequence it's funny mm-hmm. it's pretty good it is I mean it I I don't remember how it played at one time speed at two x speed it's fun action you know everything's moving pretty quick yeah it's uh, I like his I do like his like no please don't hurt me like as he's fighting them and his just cheesy one liners and stuff <laughs> that he's throwing out um and that's when it then goes like full this is where we get into full blown jungle action mode right yeah. Where he, he goes to save Madonna. The only bits that I really like in this is I like the Hey Boy callback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that when he shows up to kill the two guys who are looking at the Hey Boy, he's wearing a camo Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Like, I like that <laughs> that is in his wardrobe. The shootout stuff all sucks, I think. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, yeah. It's lame. It's, you know. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not executed in an interesting way. You know, it's just like we have to get through it is what it feels like. Yeah. Um, but I do think it is kind of cool when he kills uh, Pablo Escobar using the medallion on his neck or whatever, like the throws mm-hmm. it into his head. That's fun. Yeah. Um, and I really like the line where he's like, I know I killed so many people this week before last Thursday. I never killed anyone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just so goofy. This whole part of the movie reminds, does remind me of Kingsman two, which we need to watch together because mm. it's uh it, the kitchen scene and this scene are Kingsman 2 ish. And so it's. It, but I was just kind of thinking about that movie during this and just wanted Madonna's to the that, villain so. of Kingsman 2 as well. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. Um, this is. Uh, Madonna decides that she's going to just take over the drug cartel mm-hmm. now because that she just is only interested in money and power in this world, uh, I guess. So Al Al says no, he won't do that. She threatens to kill him, but then she doesn't. I'm not sure why she just doesn't. I guess she loves she's him. She's trying to she's trying to shoot him, but I don't know if she can, like either because she she just can't or if she's just that bad of a shot. I couldn't really I'm, figure it out. I'm hoping I'm choosing to believe it's like a emotionally she doesn't full she's not fully ready to do it is how I'm reading it. Because it just feels like she would just just get closer. I don't know. Like, sure. Yeah. He's not fighting you in any way. It can't be that hard to shoot someone. I mean, I've got the gun. I'll come to your house and test it out. We'll see. Yeah. Um. After this, a uh, a despondent Al goes back home and does take a job at the factory. <laughs> um. I do like the voiceover where he talks about like the cool aspects of being a superstar, like learning the truth about the moon landing and JFK. 
you know, just tickles my fancy since I just rewatched the National Treasure Book of Secrets that yeah. deals with those things in the book or whatever. Um, he makes up with his dad at the factory job, right? Yeah, I, the factory, the one part in the factory that thing that I love. Well, there's two things, but I love it when, when they're like, okay, you pull this lever, twist this thing. You just do that over and over again. He does that uh-huh. like once and then he like looks at a button and just I'm going to press that and he presses yep. the button and immediately <laughs> a guy is shredded. Like immediately a guy is, sh- is sucked into a machine and shredded and killed. And it I love just that too. cracks me up. And then the dad shows up and he's like, I've loved you this whole time. And he rips open his factory jacket to show a floral shirt under like the Hawaiian shirt underneath. And that oh my gosh, that was he was great. weird the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And the, we also learn his whole backstory thing, right? Well, that's coming up in the oh, okay. next scene, gotcha. which is they have uh, they have the dinner with the mom, right? Who she's wearing a fat suit because <laughs> yes, they're she's... like, because they're going, they're trying to set up his other song, uh, right. "Fat," the parody of "Bad." She's mm-hmm. like, "I'm fat," you know it. Like she's saying the lines to the song. It is, it's pretty, it's kind of funny. It's a weird, it's a weird joke to like tease one of his yeah. other parodies i just it's thought it's a- ridiculous i love just like yeah. oh she's fat now like yes it's so funny to like make this actor put on like a fat suit just to tease a song yeah. that we're not going to that do we're, yes. <laughs> like, it's so weird um but it looks like they're gonna do that but it takes a turn when his dad reveals like a bunch of secret notebooks and that he has this whole secret life upbringing where he was Amish and he played the accordion. Um, I love Daniel Radcliffe's line or this exchange where he says, I never knew. And his dad's like, of course you didn't. I just told you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then he finds some lyrics that his dad wrote for a song called Amish paradise. Mm. And I do like that. He's like, he starts reading that and he's like, wait a second, mom, what was that thing you just said? And then they, no, focus, we're on this now. Like, they double yeah. back for the fat joke. Yeah. Not not a joke about her being fat, but a joke about the song. Yes, yes. Fat. Confusing. Um, and then we cut to Amish Paradise in concert, right? Mm-hmm. The greatest song ever written in human history. The mm-hmm. funniest song. That's, it is very I, good. It's great. I can't explain how funny I thought the lyric, the little verse bit where he's like, a local boy kicked me in the butt last week. I just <laughs> smiled at him and I turned the, the other, other cheek. cheek. Yeah. I really don't care. In fact, I wish him well, cause I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell. I just thought that was the funniest it thing is. I ever heard. As it's a because kid. <laughs> it is. It's so good. It's that it's the goofiness of that's that great juxtaposition of kicked me in the butt. The most inert (laughs) sounding thing to burning in hell by the end. Um, He does the song. I like his dad complaining that he didn't keep publishing rights. Um, After the song, he makes up with his band, even though they were still playing for him the whole time. Yeah. Uh, And Dr. Demento. I do like that Dr. Demento (laughs) offers to adopt him. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. It's his, uh, the way that he, Al, his response to Al telling him that he made up with his dad, where he, Rain just keeps telling, like, cool, that's so cool, 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 that's cool, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, just it's so, so like, I want to adopt you, like, why? It's why you were grown men when you met each other. <laughs> I know. 
And then he's like, yeah, I want to adopt, you know, I want to adopt you. Think it's going to be this huge thing. And he's like, ooh, mm. I like just made up with my dad. He's like, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I didn't so, even really want to do sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's great. So, great it joke. That was a chef kissing his hands afterward, because that's what chefs do after they make something delicious. They kiss their fingers, as we all know. <laughs> yes. Um, sometime later, Kyle, Al, Al's at the Grammys where he is tragically assassinated yeah. by one <laughs> Love of the end of this movie. <laughs> He's assassinated by one of Madonna's hitmen shortly after winning the perhaps not technically the best, but arguably the most famous accordion player in an extremely specific genre of music. Yes. award. And I love Madonna looking like a Bond villain at this point with like an eye patch and a scar. She she looks like, yeah, she should be like like the leader of, or like a a mini boss in an Indiana Jones movie, like a Nazi mini boss, you know? Mm I don't know. She's very funny looking. Um, And Madonna is still at large. I die. That's what it says at the end of the movie. (laughs) Um, I didn't understand why he appears to be like pissing his pants after he accepts the award. Oh, I, yeah, I thought that was, I, th- I thought he was so excited that he, uh, is that it? Yeah. I was like, I genuinely couldn't tell if it was supposed to be pissed or if I missed like a broken pen joke or something. I don't think so. I think so he random. was just so excited about winning that he, uh, excited himself a All little right. too much just is the, what is the, the way I took it. Just but. a classic piss in my pants from excitement joke. Okay. No, 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 no. Like, like, like he or Orgasm. Oh, you think he came? I thought, yeah, I thought that's what it was. I felt like it looked like it was spreading. So that's why I didn't think maybe it was jizz. I don't know. He must have, maybe he was acting very so excited. Voluminous come, I guess. And <laughs> so it's possible. But he didn't have an erection either. So if it was spreading. Well, you don't know the size. He could have a micro penis. Okay. He might have had an erection. Yeah. Maybe he's peeing. A micro penis, yeah. but a lot of cum. Huge nuts. <laughs> Huge nuts. It's, he's got three nuts. He's got balls. Yes. It's like the it's like the, the 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 reserves of a super soaker, but on one of those dollar store water pistols. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm picturing. Um. So yeah, he's dead, and then it does like a little tragically weird Al Yankovic died like ending text cards right and the madonna still large and that's the end of the movie other than i do like that we <laughs> the, get uh, yeah the the pictures of him from childhood that slowly turn into more and more photoshopped fake yes, images exactly of his yes. like being with yeah madonna and whatnot it's yeah it's good and then there's like the then there's the the post credit scene of oh, madonna. i didn't stick around well it was just not fully post credits but madonna shows up to his grave and like oh, I do. drops yes. a rose on it and then like a zombie hand comes out and, and they her. do the carry ending uh, the very end of carry yeah 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 the hand <sighs> forgot about that I didn't stick around on viewing number two for it I did like went I did wait till the very end credits and there was nothing there either Thanos so, doesn't show up at the end unfortunately not what about so. the uh, Kang the time con- Conqueror. What's the name of the guy? Kang the Conqueror? Kang the Conqueror, yeah. That's who Jonathan Majors is playing in Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania. Did you ever watch Loki? I did, but I watched the last like two episodes while severely impaired by something. I can't remember (laughs) if I was drinking or smoking something, but 
So it's like I just vaguely remember I really Loki liked being him in the at room the end with Jonathan. So I, I liked am... him. I liked Jonathan Majors. I remember really liking him, but not remember remembering or really understanding the plot that led to him showing up. Yeah, I'm you know? I'm excited because I really liked him at the end of Loki, and so I think he'll be a great villain. So we'll see. Do you yeah. want to go see Creed three with me? Where Jonathan Majors is playing the villain in Creed oh, Three. Oh yeah, that and he looks awesome. incredible in the movie, in good. the trailer. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Yep. Um, good. You can be my date. I love the Creed movies. Uh, <laughs> you've seen them all, right, Kyle? I haven't Do I seen have to play two. All my cards on all two. the Rocky films. I haven't oh, seen no. two though. So right, that's acceptable. Two's not that great. Gotcha. Um, it's decent. It's. In the pantheon of Rocky movies, it's like a Rocky three level. It's okay. like it's okay. You don't have to watch it every time you're going through one. Um, oh well, that's it, Kyle. For that's weird, it. the Al Yankovic story. We I feel like a surprisingly quick. We burned through it almost. You know. Yeah, I had very little notes for like the last half. Like most of yeah, what me I wanted. Too. So it's it's like 15 minutes of jungle action crap that I didn't right. care to write down. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, so there you go. Um, well, I guess this is the part of the podcast where we select our best performers, Kyle. And I think I have a controversial pick. Oh, to do start you? With. Go yes. ahead. Start us with the controversial, controversial pick. or at least unexpected because I am going back to what I think inspired by listening to some older episodes. I'm going back to the, what I think are the true roots of best performer dumb, which is highlighting somebody in a very small role that really kind of stood out to I me. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I feel like I've been picking like the main actor for a while, and it's time to, we, we need to not do that. All right. Let's, I yeah, was Daniel like, Radcliffe got the paycheck. Let's spread the love to someone else, <laughs> I'm thinking. So I am giving it to Spencer Treat Clark as Steve, the longest haired member of Al's band, <laughs> the guy that I shouted out really liking in the first half. Um, I don't know what it was, uh, if he just stands out because I know him from those other movies, but both times I watched the movie, I found myself compelled and drawn to him when he was on screen. He made me laugh with his dark joke bit about driving down the interstate the wrong way or whatever, (laughs) Um, and uh, I just thought he had a really good vibe, and I'm going to give him a nice bologna sandwich. There's a lot of performers in this that I wanted to give just because I thought they had great little performances like Will Forte and Jack Black mm-hmm. and all these guys. It, 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 it was just very fun. I So it's hard for me to pick a best performer without picking Daniel just because he's, he's one that's like the consistent one throughout. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know what? Um, I kind of want to give it to Rain Wilson. His, he's got Ooh. some great de- deliveries with Dr. Demento. I like when he's defending... Uh, Daniel and he gives him like that back massage that's like creepy and he's like like this is the guy like he's like you're amazing you know I don't know I just uh, I thought he does a great job as Dr. Demento. Hey he was on my list all right and he so, looks and he looks great like in his he, in the role well, he's like I want I was watching this like give me more Rain Wilson roles like this I want more of these kind of like goofy pops up as like an older mentor character. Like <laughs> Rain Wilson should be making bank in like some Disney movies as an old scientist or something. Yes. I yeah. feel like. 
he could be our modern day Doc Brown, our Christopher Lloyd, if yeah. he wanted to be. <laughs> um, what are you going to give him, Kyle? Oh, I'm going to give him a platinum record necklace. So Ooh, that's all I'm going to give him. Very nice. Final thoughts on this fine film, Kyle? Shall I go first? Uh, you can go first. I think I'm a higher than you. I think you're probably a little higher, yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, I put this is a fun, silly one, but it's not much more than that for me. Uh, I think you can kind of feel the web short roots because for me, each scene kind of felt like it was basically a five to ten minute sketch video idea that was sort of quickly filmed to accommodate for cameo schedules. Like the, every part of this to me feels like you could chop out a scene of it and make it into a YouTube video, like, or a vi funny or die video. It was produced by funny or die. Yes. Right. And it would fit, which is just crazy that own. funny or die made a movie. Like, I don't, it's just crazy. I think they've probably made a few at this point, but only because right. Like the, the, the website doesn't even exist anymore. So it's probably, just sort of rebranded like Will Ferrell's company or something it, like that. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm sure they've made a few cause it's probably just Will Ferrell. If he's producing something, it just goes under the funny or die brand probably. Right. I think it's Will Ferrell's know. company. I don't know. I think that's right. That's my understanding okay, as good. well, but I don't know. Um, either way, uh, what was I saying next? Oh, speaking of Will Ferrell, I think for me, what this movie kind of reminds me of a little bit, is the movie we watched a deadly adoption in that <laughs> the majority of the comedy is coming from like one central conceit, right? Which is like, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be funny if we took this thing seriously or like with a deadly adoption, it's like, what if we did this thing and we had these goofy actors in it and they just played it straight. Whereas this is like, what if we took this goofy thing and treated it like a serious awards movie, right? At times. Yeah. Um, but for me, that's like kind of funny, but it's never like I'm laughing out loud funny at that idea. And I'd probably be more into it if, like I said, the filmmaking felt like it was successfully recreating that aesthetic and it felt less like a web video on sets. That's <laughs> kind of quickly try like, well, we've only got Jack Black for a day. Like not that anybody's bad, but they're clearly not going for like the most interesting way to stage a scene or anything, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's just kind of a, in a weird middle ground for me. I think maybe it's hard to nail a music biopic parody after like any harder than walk hard already did. And then I wasn't enthralled with the weird Madonna villain stuff at the end. So it wasn't like a lot of new stuff that I'd seen, even in the part that I liked the most still, I love weird Al. I thought it was pretty fun. I'm giving it three out of five accordions. Good. Good. Yeah. Yes. This movie, the first act is a five star movie for me. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so fun. The pace of it is, is excellent. The jokes, I'm I'm just smiling the whole time. I'm just laughing the whole time. Carrie's like, I'm Kyle, trying to I've listen. Had to, I had trying... to mute Kyle's audio because he was laughing the entire time <laughs> I was describing the movie. <laughs> yes, and it's got fun cameos, and you get to the 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 peak of his performance, and then he and then like like I I'll watch the first half of this movie again. I'll probably just turn it off after you know like it. I yeah. don't the the latter half of it. Um, Le for me what it lacks is I, I guess it, it would be nice to have some sort of narrative to follow a bit better like the first mm -hmm. the first half is like oh we're just watching as he becomes like 
a, a superstar, right? And then the latter half would be nice if it was like, oh, he's maybe there's a subplot of him trying to find the perfect parody song or like doing something that's not just like, oh, he's in the jungle now. Yeah. Oh, he's I think what, like what getting over his own. What? I was just going to say, I think what's befallen them, the problem is because they're parodying a, a biopic formula so much in the first half, the thing is that formula is satisfying and fun to watch. That's right. why they keep yes. doing it. Yeah. And then once they abandon the formula, it's like, what it's am ridiculous. I tethered like you, to? Yeah, like, oh, he goes and kills Pablo Escobar and Madonna takes over his company while Madonna's like, they're in a, a insane relationship and she wants to... To, all she's looking for is for him to parody a, her song like and, and yes. she's manipulating him and then it that that he becomes an alcoholic and and it's like on paper it sounds insane but it's like the pace is wrong or something like that needed to happen and then madonna needed to become that bond villain for like most of the second half or something versus just yeah. like get it kind of lingering ar- around for a little bit so it like lo- loses the pace that the first half had and and because of that, I lose the it loses some momentum going for it, and uh, and it's the the second half is not without jokes that are funny and like bits that are good, but it just uh, it doesn't keep pace very well. And so, I the the first half I think is a five is five stars. The second half I think is two and a half. And so I give it I I I really was like as far like halfway through this movie, I was like, this, this movie's amazing. It's I'm going to give it at <laughs> least four and a half or something. And it's like, well, I want to give it four. I, I, it's only getting a 3.5 though. I'm really, I feel it. it's I really feel in your voice down. that you've got 3.5 energy. Yeah. I it's 3.5 energy, but like really that first half is so funny. Like I, <laughs> I think this, this movie is hilarious. i really do think that, but it's just like half the movies like amazing so there it is uh three and a half uh out of five uh accordions i'm halfway through the what do you call it what do you call it if you're like pulling the accordion out for like a note like holding a note out like inhaling uh, sustain well i don't, I don't know. know i guess it's weird it doesn't make Inha- sense you inhale it breathes i guess accordions are the lungs of instruments yes <laughs> they breathe in and out it's just a wheezy old man is what the accordion is <laughs> That's it. Three and a half accordions. Woo! Well, Kyle, you know what is next in our typical podcast formula, even though I was opine... Wait, what's the word I'm looking for? I was complaining. Is opining a word for complaining? I don't know. What is opining? opining. I don't, I'm not sure I'm using that right. Like a Christmas tree? Like opining. Opining. Hold and state as one's opinion. So that's like complaining. I was opining that we have gotten too structured earlier. Yeah. Right. Mm, Uh, But I'm sticking to the structure in that we are playing a game, but I'm breaking from the structure, Kyle, because we're going to be playing a game called Weirder Al, (laughs) uh, wherein I have taken Weird Al songs and I have fucked with them a bunch in editing, in audacity, to add effects to them and obfuscate what they are. It's going to be the underwater thing. Again. It's essentially like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. But uh I've famously maybe, been great at these. So. Well, I was I'm only worried for you in that you don't seem to have as much knowledge of Weird Al as I expected. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's in. fine. It but there's only good. five of these. It should be quick and painless. I'll get them all. Uh, I know these. This you're gonna get them all. Easy. So I'll give you a point for naming the Weird Al song, and I'll give you another point if you can name me the original. How about okay. That? All right. Yeah, I'll so take it. I'll take any points get, I can get. So he'll take them. You just need to get five. 
points to okay. win, okay. I Easy. guess. Five. Sure. You got this. Here is number one, Kyle. See, this will be easy. I'll start with an easy one. I saw the little wren sitting there on a log. I asked him his name and in a raspy voice he said he... <laughs> Do you have any ideas, Kyle? I don't think I have any ideas. In the beginning, oh. I thought I had something, but it's that's an incredible editing job. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I actually really like how it sounds when it gets really distorted at the one part in the edit. That was, like, cool. cool. that was cool. That was that was cool. Um, well, I can play it again if you'd like, or like just feel... a little bit, just the beginning, and then I'll have you stop. Okay. I just okay. want to try. One Tell more. me when you want me to stop. Okay, you can stop. Yeah, uh-huh. as soon as it does that. I, I, I don't know. It feels familiar, but I'm not going to get it. Kyle, sorry to tell you, that is the song Yoda. Yeah, 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 Yoda. Yeah, 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 Yoda. The part that he says, I met him down a swamp. I met him in a swamp down in, and then I reversed it. He says Dagobah. Um, that would be too easy for you. I don't know uh, what that is a parody of. As a parody of the song Lola by the Kinks. Never heard uh, of that song in my entire that's life. all right. So. I thought maybe you would just know the Yoda song because it was Star Wars. That's yeah. why I picked it. Uh, you don't know that one? That's okay. One, you're going to get all of them on the remaining ones, okay. right? So, yes. So we're fine. Um, let's jump to one that maybe you have a better chance at for this. Let's see. Okay. It was easier, right? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess it's the um uh it's a parody of Lose Yourself. I don't know. It sounds like a rap song. I don't know what it is. It is a rap song, Kyle. Do you know any songs that Weird Al has famously parodied that are rap? Well, no, Amish Paradise. But that's no, it. well, obviously not that one. No, Kyle, it is White and Nerdy. Oh, White and Nerdy. I forgot By about that millionaire. one. Good. Yeah, it was a rough start. Very hard to get anything know, from the beginning. Just, just like, what is happening? Yeah, I know. I really phased the shit out of it because it was, <laughs> he just says the word white and nerdy so many times. I was like, I can't let it be audible at all. Yeah. It's a problem. That's okay. No point. Oh, wait. Did we, maybe you can get a point by telling me what it's a parody of, Kyle. Oh, after knowing the, the parody yeah, s- sure, song? Sure. Tell me what it's a parody of. Maybe I'll give you a point. White and nerdy is obviously. Uh, riding, riding dirty. They see me rolling. They hating. Uh, see me. Uh, what? It's 
Is it riding dirty? It's not riding dirty. Ah, crap. What is it? <laughs> Kyle, it, you're so close. It is unfortunately just called Raiden. Oh. Just Raiden. Yeah, mm. that's the trick. He doesn't always name the song the same as the original either. That's where he gets you. Okay, you're going to get this next one, Kyle. Um, and this next one is actually, it's a little bit different. Much like you, I decided to do one round that's slightly different than the rest of them. Because uh, when I was listening to all these songs, part of the problem was I really like a lot of these songs and I wanted to hear more of them mm-hmm. than just a little bit, mm. but I didn't want the clips to be too long. So for this one, I've just taken a minute and a half of the song and compressed it to 30 seconds. <laughs> Good. Great. Awesome. So, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> My, my, Mr. Anakin guy. I know this one. <laughs> you do know, know that this one. one. <laughs> There's a point for you, Kyle. You're on the Woo! board. I knew you could do it. Now, can you tell me the name of the song that this is an this is this is a parody of? This is American. Is it American Pie? What? That's not the name of the song, is it? I can't. Is that your answer? Yes. No. Yeah, Kyle, that's right. correct. Good. It is American Good. Pie by Don McLean. You've done it, buddy. You've got two points. See, Boom. I knew you were going to get that one for Boom. sure. Boom! I said I was, it, I was like, "It's American Pie." And I was like, "That seems wrong. That's a movie." But no, it's a yeah. name. <laughs> it's a name. We all know American Pie. It's they're based on the same source material. I think there's that line in the song American Pie, and it's like, "My, my, then I fucked <laughs> that pie. It was hot. It burned my dick, and now I'm in the ER." Exactly you know that part. Yes. Um, so good job, Kyle. You officially have two points. You just need to get three more, and you've got four potential points on the board. Woo. Woo. You ready? Yeah. All right. I can't remember how hard these next two are. They're honestly. easy. They're going to be easy. They're easy. You got it. Okay. Here's number four. <laughs> Sounds like a Green Day song. So it's uh, a holiday. That's that's what it is. Of course, that's it the song is, he's parodying. No. Of course, it is. Uh, I'll tell you. Why don't I tell you the name of the song, and then maybe you can try to guess the okay. name of the song right. parody. All right, because you need at least one point on this round, Kyle, or else yeah, yeah, you're yeah, dead, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, or oh, I, I have is to that assassinate what's happening? you. Oh yes, of course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the name of this song is Gump. G-U-M-P. Was singing about, of course, Forrest Gump in those lyrics. Jump? If you could have heard them. Jump? Kyle, the original song is called Lump uh. by the Presidents of the United States. Uh. Mm. Uh. 
You don't know Lump? I don't know Lump. I'm not a I Lump really, guy. I really, I'll be honest with you, I know the song Gump much better than the song Lump. Uh, I really like the song Gump. I, I think it's funny. Uh, that's it. Like all Weird Al songs. Well, Kyle, you're going to lose, but maybe you can go out on top if you can get this last one. Maybe okay? this last one will be a jump and I'll, it's worth triple points. And, maybe. Uh, and yeah, it'll, hey, it'll get me over the hump. Uh, let's find out. Hopefully it will not stump. <laughs> Oh man, I feel like I know the song. Oh, you know this song for sure, buddy. <laughs> uh, I, you like, do you want me to play it again and maybe you just, just listen yeah, to the music just, and try to figure out the song? Yeah, just try it one no, more time. Try it just one give more me time. One, more, one chance. I don't Kyle. think I'm not gonna get it. Ugh. What is this it? Is, this is of course the song Smells Like Nirvana riffing on Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm. One of my favorite Weird Al songs where all the lyrics famously the story is he asked Kurt Cobain if he could parody one of their songs, and Kurt Cobain was like, It's not gonna be about food, is it? And he said, No, it's gonna be about how no one can understand what you're saying. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> No. Good. That's it, Kyle. You have failed Weird Al, and you will now be assassinated by Madonna because she is still at large. Oh, well, that's scary, actually. Yeah. Well, she's out there, okay, buddy, and she's she is like a surgeon in her accuracy. So, well, good thing I'm a doctor. So, that's true. That is true. You are a doctor. And uh, doctor, doctor, give me the news. Are we done with this fucking episode? We are done. We. Weird done. We're done. I couldn't hit the notes. We're done with the weird one. Yeah. I am the weird one. That's what Daniel Radcliffe says at one point. Maybe that's the maybe that's the important thing that happens in that scene that he's drunk when he's firing everybody. Yeah, he yeah. He like is that he says he is the weird one. I think it's important. I think it's like a line like I am the weird one, and he like pauses for a second because like, but he but then they're like, all right, peace, we're out. Because he's like, I'm the cool one. I'm the important one. It's like the important part of the movie where he's like, no, I am the I am the weird one. You are not. You guys are not the weird one. I am the weird one. That'll do it for this week's episode <laughs> of the podcast, guys. Uh, come back next week where we'll be talking about the new Peacock original Sick, I think, is sick. the name of it. It's going to be fucking sick, bro. I'm going to puke. Uh, it looks like it's a horror movie uh, written by Kevin Williamson the same guy who wrote Scream a slasher film set during everyone's favorite time the COVID-19 pandemic Mm. Mm. oh boy get your masks ready before 
Yeah. I watch lockdown every night myself. Um, guys, tune in next week for that, please. It's going to be good. I promise you. I know we've made a lot of promises. I think we've probably had like a hundred episodes at this point. I should probably check. I think we're close at least. Oh, we, yeah, we should keep track of that. I'm sure all of them were bad, but next week's is going to be sick. I promise. (laughs) Sure is. It's going to be sick, dude. Uh, if you're listening and you like what you hear, tell your friends. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. Follow us at our website, madefortvpodcast.com. Go to social media and hit us up on that hellscape, at Made for TV Podcast. That's at Made the Number 4 TV Podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzabout for our theme song, and thank you to Maggie for our artwork. As always, I am Scott. I'm Kyle. What was that? Why'd you say it like that? What? That's how I always say it. You always say, like, mm, I'm Kyle. Were That's... you having a Weird Al moment? <laughs> <laughs> Voluminous. Uh, I was going to end this episode by saying, dare to be stupid. I thought that would be fun, but we'll end it on Kyle's voluminous nut. <laughs>